Welcome back to the Fourth Way Podcast. Today we are continuing our series on the Sermon on the Mount. As a reminder, the format is that I will be reading a sonnet I wrote as a part of my children's compilation, and then I will expound on the poem and discuss. The fifth sonnet I wrote is represented by the gem Emerald. It covers Matthew 5, 27-32, which deals with adultery and divorce. Emerald is supposed to help the wearer cut through infatuation and to hear the truth, especially from a lover, and it is peaceful to rest the eyes on. It is a beautiful green gem, often associated with Ireland. So, let's go ahead and dive in. Erin, fair maiden all, whom all do admire, wielding a power few will ever know, power to allure all harbor desire, power to smite with a look all her foes. But Aaron's fair beauty was taken when men in God's image inverted his plan, objectifying others which therein molded their God in the image of man. Now rest your eyes not upon Aaron's breast, nor upon that which you think she could give. Just rest your eyes upon that which attests your equal stands before you and God lives. Rest weary eyes upon this emerald, and heed divine image others herald. So I, I have to say that I think Emerald is probably my top three uh, favorite poem from, from the compilation. Um, not necessarily in the way that it sounds, but at least in the the meanings and things that go into it. I think um, Jade probably would be my, my favorite poem. but uh, and, and maybe Pearl? I don't know. But... Uh, or topaz. I don't know, but definitely jade is probably first. But anyway, emerald I like a lot because there's there's a lot of meaning jam packed in and uh, and stuff. I'm not gonna be able to unpack all of it, but hopefully I'll get to kind of some of the the main ideas that will pique your interest to to check it out in the show notes. So in the first stanza, Erin is going to represent two things. First of all, she is going to represent a beautiful young woman with inherent power and beauty which draws passions out of those who look on her. Others are passionate about her, and some may even kill for her. She's an attractive attractive woman with probably some social standing or whatever. Um, so she has, she has power in that sense and, and beauty. But Erin is also symbolic of Ireland, and is a name the Irish have historically used for their country. Ireland... Um, is named Aaron. So if you look in, in some poems about Ireland or, uh, I don't know, whatever, you may see the Irish refer to Ireland as Aaron for short, or um, I guess it's probably a endearment. I don't, I don't know exactly what the context of it is, but Aaron is Ireland. And uh, another nickname for Ireland that you should be aware of, which you probably already know, but will come in, in handy later, is that Ireland is the Emerald Isle. So basically, right here we've got um, a, a triple, not a triple meaning, but trying to show three things, right? Aaron as a, literally as a person, Aaron as symbolic of a country, and then Aaron as a reference to the, the theme uh, of Emerald that I'm going with here. So, just as people are passionate and would kill for a beautiful woman, 
so they also do for nations, and, and even to a much greater extent. So the first stanza then deals with the passions or lust that some may have for power as represented uh, in a woman uh, and lust as well as in a nation. The second stanza, uh, there is almost a direct quote from William Drennan's poem, When Aaron First Rose. And uh, Drennan, as far as I know, he was an Irishman, and he was the first individual to refer to Ireland as the Emerald Isle. So, once again, uh, taking a line directly from this poem is is going to allude to a bunch of things, right? We get Aaron again, which represents a person, represents a country. We also get this idea of Emerald again, uh, simply by referencing a line from Drennan's poem. The stanza focuses on the inversion of God's good creation. Uh, whether with men or and women, or with nations, uh, humanity inverts the servanthood that we are called to and makes it a domineering thing. You know, the curse in Gem Genesis 3, where it talks about how, um, you know, basically the men are going to just try to domineer women and try to put themselves over them. And uh, the way that we see that and, and just all the spousal abuse and the way that men have, have raped women throughout the, the, I mean, all of human history, just all of the domineering uh, and, and inequality and injustice, uh, which, is, which is put forth, not exclusively, but, but very largely by men. Who, who tend to have more power and domineer that power over women. Um, that, that's really what we see, this inversion. When Jesus came, he was, he was a true human. He was a man, and uh, he, he served, and he had women, and he respected women. Uh, they were the first to share the gospel. They were uh, part of his entourage as he traveled around. He taught them, which was crazy in, in that day. Uh, it was just, we have inverted God's plan in the way that we domineer, um, both with governments and nations and with with men over women. Third stanza is, is uh, pretty straightforward in that we are not to objectify, but we are to, to love and to serve. In the couplet, uh, I refer to the emerald, right? Aaron, the woman, or the idea of a nation. Uh, and in larger context, uh, emerald represents the, the summation of truth discussed up to this point. And what I, what I ask the reader to do is to look upon the truth, look upon this emerald, and see God as loving, see him as serving creator, and see humanity as the bearer of this image that William Drennan talked about and that, that I'm trying to elicit here. When we, when we invert God's plan, when we try to subjugate rather than serve, we get things like the objectification of others in, um, in things like lust and adultery, um, but also in, in divorce. Um, not every divorce, but in a lot of divorce where at least one person, and, and usually both, is, is at fault because of some deal of selfishness and, and refusal to serve the other. So, 
Hopefully you enjoyed the poem. Definitely, uh, definitely check it out in the comments. And that's all for now. So, peace. And because I'm a pacifist, when I say it, I mean it.